I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Sands Pants Radio, Australia's most biased podcast network. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. Boys. Sean. Mainly Tom. Yep. How Goods Footy. Here we go, here we go, here we go. It was Shut okay. the fuck up, Tom. How dare you? Tom, We're in a mourning period here. some fucking respect, you smug cunt. <laughs> Do I have the floor again? Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, Tom, I just want to say that Shut the fuck up, I swear to God. <laughs> right, no, right. go, Tom. No, okay. <clears throat> Boys, I think that footy... I'll kill you, One thing about Geelong, that's it. I'll walk out. <laughs> uh, I'm already home. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Footy, footy is a mixed bag this week. Oh. Big mixed bag. There were some things in it that are interesting. This is getting some awfully close to pandering, Tom. Things in it that are bad. Things in it that are good. It is a mixed bag of footy nice. this week. A bit of lairising by you there, Thomas. No, lairising would be me being like fucking yeah, I'm second, suck shit. That would be lairising. Oh, that's just unbelievable. Oh. Isolate that audio. Yeah, I will. I will. Ah. <laughs> uh, Tease for this week's episode, and then it'll be like, Tom's like, suck shit, I'm second. I'll kill you, Tom. <laughs> That's right. Where it matters, I lost the fantasy, and I'm 83rd in the tip, so... <laughs> yeah, I lost fantasy as well to... Um... Oh, fuck. Is it Tim? I think Tim got you, yeah. Yeah, Tim. Tim, who is undefeated in the How Goods Footy League for the season. Jesus Christ. Um, I will say this, just we won't get bogged down in fantasy chat, but I will say, Tim's through to the prelim, and so is, I believe... Uh, Will Ashley, he had a monstrous score, and I think he's going to be the first person to beat Tim. Well, that is huge. Whoa. That would be a juicy grand final. That is big. I um, I got rolled by Amelia, friend of the show, Amelia. Yep. Uh, did a did a really good job. Um, I so you're had out. Some, I'm out. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still in because I was top four, so I got the double chance. Yeah. I'm still in, but I'm easily the worst person who qualified for finals. <laughs> Uh, I had some players who I just needed to post their normal decent score and they all underperformed. Yeah. Yep. That's fantasy, mate. <sighs> that is fantasy. Much like a lot of teams this week, I reckon. So let's get mm. into it. Yep. 
A tight episode is a good episode, yep. especially when we're all miserable, including Tom. And he should be, considering his team's performance on the weekend. Anyway, Friday night. Well, this actually, I guess, first of all, this round was fucked. Uh, oh. A lot of chaos. A lot of chaos. A lockdown was announced in Queensland uh, halfway through the weekend, which many of you may recognize Queensland being the place that was the saviour from all the other lockdowns uh, in Australia for footy. I think about an hour before one of the teams was due to arrive in Queensland to play in Queensland. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for, for a brief moment this weekend, uh, three games were not postponed till the Sunday, which is what ended up happening, but instead postponed indefinitely. We were going to get a really short round of football. But uh, thankfully... Melbourne has settled down with COVID cases, so everyone could come back in, play play Melbourne in front of uh, no crowds, and, uh, you know, maybe break my heart. Yeah. And mine. Yeah, and and yours. And Tom's, if he cared about his friends at all. Yeah. I do care about my friends. I felt uh, real bad for both of you. Sure you did. Sean, I deliberately didn't message you for Replay some Replay that audio. I'm second. <laughs> Suck shit, everyone. <laughs> Now, that would be an example of Leah rising. If you played the whole quote in context. That is which the whole quote. Which we'd never do. Anyway, which we'd never do. No. Uh, <laughs> Friday, Carlton kicked a score that previously they would only ever dream of, kicking 18 goals four. Yeah. Here's my review of the game. I don't respect when shit teams play on Friday night, so what I watched <laughs> was a film called Jungle Cruise. I also went and watched a film called Jungle Cruise, Sean. I would say three stars, Tom. I gave it four. Um, yep, but that's about pushing a, a perfect five. Um, no, no, it just it it was it was really. F- Sean and I have talked about this. About sixty minutes of that movie, sixty percent of that movie, fantastic. Oh, Tom, I would Rip go further and say for about sixty percent of the movie, it looks like Dwayne the Rock Johnson is going to kick a big bag of goals. Ah, oh, huge yep, bag of huge. goals. And then a bit of lockdown defense. Yeah. And his game just shuts down completely. Well, I, I don't think it's necessarily lockdown defense. I think what happens is the coach then decides that instead of being the full forward that we all know he is, he's going to play him in the back pocket. And he's just not suited for the back pocket. Yeah, he's uh, That's mis- fantastic. misrepresented in the position that he is given on the field uh, in Jungle Cruise, the football game. Yeah. Emily Blunt, though, All-Australian. Fantastic. In. Prime time. Should oh. be there every week. Should be there every week. So, um, on to Saturday. Carlton won by 31 points. And on now, again... Saturday. Sean, I just want to highlight this because it's fucking happening again where people are being like, oh, mathematically possible. Oh, yeah, they actually are. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. And Um, St. Kilda took a massive hit. Yes. Yes. Um, So, yeah, Carlton, the finals dream is still, surprisingly, still alive. Yeah. Uh, Carlton, uh, sorry, St. Kilda, significantly less so. Carlton, I think Carlton realized today, like this week, that if they play like shit, they're going to lose Teague and probably get Clarko, who also got <laughs> fired this week, which is insane. Um, so, yeah, a four-time premiership coach and a coach considered one of the all-time greats has now been unceremoniously fired in his last season, and his team will probably finish bottom two. And he well, will get paid out in full. Yeah. It's basically Jeff Kennett has wanted him fired since about 2010, and Clarkson <laughs> even joked he had to come back to get rid of me. <laughs> How incredible is it? That Hawthorne are going to pay $1.2 million for the best coach mm. in the AFL to not coach them. Yeah, that's I pretty love huge. It. Well done, um, Hawthorne. Yeah, it's Jeff Kennett, you're a big fucking Can't. idiot. Yeah. yeah. I reminisce quite heavily on the times like three or four years ago where Haggard's footy kept getting confused and thinking Jeff Kennett was dead. 
No, that was John Elliott. Oh, fuck. Who I maintain is very dead. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen him. Yeah. No one oh. has. No, I, um, I, we, we'd know. He's dead, though, right? Dead. John Elliott. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea, Sean. I refuse to look it up. I kind of want to, but at the same time, it's like, why look up something when you know you're right? <laughs> uh, Saturday afternoon, Doggy's just put Adelaide to bed, unsurprisingly. Yep. I'm not going to lie. I forgot about this game. Yep. Today I was driving to work thinking, you know, I've, what, what things can I talk about for, for tonight's episode? And my brain went, who did... Who did the Bulldogs play this week? Maybe oh, maybe they had a bye because of COVID. Just didn't remember that Adelaide existed. Just they yeah. exited my thoughts completely for the <laughs> yeah. entire week. It was at Mars, uh, at the wind tunnel. Yeah. Uh, Josh Shackey actually played in the back line again. Played very well on Tex Walker. So um, Shack attack uh, is back. At full back. Hmm. Oh. Um, also worth noting that Mackay, even though he'd pretty much sewed up the Coleman prior to this round, really sewed up the Coleman this week uh, against St. Kilda. And then uh, Josh yeah, Shackey made sure he kicked five. That's pretty big because he's, what What would he be, like 22 years old? Yeah. 22, 23, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. fucking huge effort. Anyway, uh, Saturday afternoon, North Melbourne took on Geelong. Low scoring. Stressful. Very yes. stressful. I was talking uh, with friend of the show, Ryan who is a good North Melbourne boy, for the entirety of this match. Um, I assume there was maybe another separate chat happening with one of you. No. no oh, actually, that's good. No. I, I, didn't, just, I didn't care about this game. I just trust trust Ryan as being a good boy then. So that's yeah. good. Um, if you were playing I, one of us, there would absolutely have been a separate chat happening. Yeah. Um, but you weren't. Um, yeah, no, I messaged Ryan and was like, I reckon at three-quarter time, you kicked the... It was just before three-quarter time, and I was like, if you... Pinch another goal here, or kick the first goal of the next quarter. Whew, look out! But neither of those things happened, and North lost by twenty points. Yeah, it was. It's. It just. I think it highlights North are going to be. I, I think what you can look at with like North Melbourne is they'll probably finish second to bottom. Well, based but on think, another result this weekend, unfortunately, I think they are uh, wooden yeah. spooners sewed up. They're, they're gonna. They're gonna be down the bottom of the ladder. But I think. Their performances in the back half of the year put them in a better position than some yeah. other teams that are currently in the top eight um, yes. from the West. <laughs> yeah. uh, and from the North. I didn't say that, oh. Sean. I, mm. You know, I don't want to say that. Or you implied that. it. No, that no, was always about West Coast. Uh, I think North Melbourne are playing much better than West Coast. Now, look, good on North. Uh, big, big performance. We got the job done. First time we've ever played in Hobart um, ever, which is crazy considering how long North have been playing down there for. That's and um, the Guthrie brothers fucking turned it on. Um, Zach Guthrie was a late emergency. Uh, both he and his brother had twenty eight and twenty nine touches. Um, that's the best game I've seen Zach Guthrie play, and he used to be a bit of. I'm, I'm actually really happy for him because he used to be a bit of a whipping boy. Um, he came in, he was very small, very lightweight, and occasionally has had games where he's ended up on, like, Jared Roughhead and just been killed. And it's like, well, of course, he's 18 and the size of a broom. Um, But he's he had a couple of games where he got into the side last year, played decent football. Obviously, he's just on the cusp of that best 22. But he played a very, very good game on the weekend Mm -hmm. um, and has just put together some decent-ish performances, and I'm I'm happy for him. So hopefully he can go from whipping boy to, to a bit of a... 
bit of a, a good role player. Good on you, Zach. Yeah. Did you see well, the coaches' Zach. votes, Tommy Boy? I did see the coaches' votes. Evenly split, eight yes. each. Brothers. I wonder if that's the, the best co- coaches' vote performance by a pair of brothers. I That's, oh, surely. Could be. I'd love to see the like a, the only I'm only brothers I'm thinking of is have a have the uh, you know the Selwoods e, any of the Selwoods played in the same game and done very well have the Mackays although they've never played on one another have they no they so, haven't yeah no good on them the Guthrie brothers are also great because they sound like a band from the seventies who play folk songs <laughs> they do they do it's really good big fan of it yeah um, but yeah that's that's sort of all there is to say about that game yep fair enough. Uh, oh, Melbourne? actually, one more yep. thing, which is actually about North yep. Melbourne, which is it was during this game I realised that uh, Luke Davies' Uniacs uh, initials spell UDL backwards. So Ryan and I were discussing what kind of UDL he would be, and we've decided he is lime and soda. And I think that's pretty correct. I think that feels pretty accurate. Could be an yeah. orange on a day, but I feel like he's a lime and soda. Yeah, no, that's refreshing. I get it. Delicious. Yeah. Yep. Haven't had a UDL in a long time. Maybe I'll have one tonight. Tom, mm. fire fire up the bottle shop, I reckon. Get down there, get yourself a UDL. You earned you've earned it. Next game, disgusting. Uh one of the most disgusting performances of the entire season, I feel. This is disgusting because this is Shannon Hearn's three hundredth game. Yeah. And he's the first West Coast player in their history to play three hundred. Yep. Um, so what a disgrace. And also the only game this year where a player has played their three hundredth game in a losing side. Ooh. Just I don't think it would happen often. Because most teams who have any kind of self-respect would really get themselves up for a 300th. What about a team that uh, is, you know, playing for finals against a bottom four side and only kicked two goals in the first three quarters? Oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> Filth. Just yeah. just absolute. This is what I mean. Like, you look at North and they're going to finish 18th, but I think North are better poised for 2022 than the Eagles who will finish possibly 7th, 8th to 12th. The Eagles still have like a very good list. I don't know what it is with them. I think it's a mindset thing, or they're just flat track bullies, really, aren't they? But that's not true now because they got beaten on. They've been beaten on their track quite a few times this year, Sean. Mm. Yeah, we well, they're just shit it. then. Yeah, just shit. that's it. That's Sack it. Sack the coach. Hire Clarkson. <laughs> hey, he's not doing anything next year now, mate. You could, you could, I reckon, go to nearly any club in the AFL and be like, you should just get rid of your coach and bring in Clarkson. And they'd be like, absolutely. Tell me I'm wrong. He probably probably doesn't even need that much money because he's on 1.2 million already. You could not pay him for all the next year and just, just, he's just being paid by Hawthorne effectively, working in a volunteer capacity. Fucking hell. It's insane. Clarkson to Geelong. (laughs) Yeah. At least probably got a plan B. Scott's been there for too long, Tom. I mean, get him out. We're currently second on the ladder, so I reckon... Doesn't he, matter. We'll give him till the end of the year, Sean. We'll see. We'll see how it pans out. Uh, a game where things did not pan out for one of the teams comes up next, where Gold Coast took on Melbourne and... Uh, one of the biggest steamrollings of the year. Yeah, coward yeah. effort, though, I think, from Melbourne. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. You can't be winning by points. 98 points. It's disgusting and... They were on track for the 200. I mean, hey guys, left field, left field call. But based on what I saw on the weekend, maybe they should sack Goodwin and bring in Clarko. It's huge, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you when you're uh, when you've kicked seventeen goals, fourteen at uh, three quarter time, you don't want to roll into the end of the game kicking eighteen twenty. Yeah, you know when a team has the foot on the throat 
and you should win by 100 and you don't, you mm. win by like one goal less. That to me is kind of like when you're watching like a slasher film and you stab the villain, but then drop the weapon and run away. It's it's cowardly. It's disgusting. And it's something we could probably discuss further on the Scaredy Boys podcast, new episodes every Friday. That'd be a great place to discuss that. Yeah. Perfect place. But yeah, Melbourne just went bananas. Ben Brown kicked four goals. Jackson kicked four goals. They um, really needed this sort of bullying performance, though, going into yeah. finals, considering they'd been up and down against even teams that aren't going to play finals. They needed... They needed a scalp to stay in touch with with the top, and um, yeah. it's gonna. I mean, here's the thing: it's like, oh, top two, Melbourne, Geelong's last game could decide who's going to finish second and third. It doesn't matter because they'll play off again the following week, and it'll be at the MCG. Yeah, yeah. Tom, who have you got in the final round? Melbourne, round twenty three. Yeah, and I think Oof. that Port Adelaide have the Bulldogs. Correct. So it could just be a top four practice. Could get run. top four two weeks in a row. The only difference would be is I think if Geelong won and Port won, Geelong would go top. Yeah. And Port would just consolidate fourth, I think. I don't I don't know. Who knows, mate? There's still three to go. Yeah. Sydney might be Sydney uh, Sydney oh. will probably be top four, I would Sydney think. are coming like a red and white train and I'm shitting myself. Mm-hmm. I yeah. We'll get to that in a second. But first, unfortunately, we have to go uh via a really, really deflating loss that almost almost got turned around, but also probably didn't quite give themselves enough time, which was uh, Hawthorne took on Brisbane. Brisbane lost by 12 points. Sad. But uh, going into the last quarter, Brisbane were down by 50 points. 53 points. Yeah. Does that make you more furious, Sean, than if you had a loss by the 50? Not really. And here's why, Tom. I think I had mentally checked out of the game. <sighs> I think if I was to... if. Go back in time one week and say, mm. Sean, you're going to get smashed by Hawthorne. How many times are you going to crack the shits and be angry? Wasn't really angry. Just sad. Just sad, yeah, because- You started I, making a pasta sauce at halftime uh, when you were only down by it. Well, you were- I think that's when I messaged you. The pasta yeah. sauce, it was happening from the, from the first bounce. Ugh. I tried to get it going so that I could just leave it simmering on low during the whole yeah. game, but- you know, these things take time. When you're yeah. making an authentic uh, Italian sauce. Yeah. This is actually a big development. You guys know about this, but yes. I don't think we've talked about this on the show. Oh, no, I think, point, we, I think we At have. one point, threatened to become um, a pasta sauce show in its own right. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Our season I've, is not far away, Sean. We, so, we did uh, do an entire episode dedicated to how good lasagna is. That's right. Um, I have, look, I'm going to be honest, boys. I have mastered pasta sauce. What? Oh. The jar Does sauce Mr. is no more. Oh! Have, it's gone. I'm I've, uh, so proud of you, Sean. Thank you, mate. The- I've come quite a long way. I now love to make a, I'm going to say, four-hour sauce. Oh, That's the sweet spot, I think. I love that you went... I was telling you that you could make a reasonably good sauce from scratch in, you know, an hour to 30 minutes. Yep. And you've said. gone, no, I will reject even that and I'll go even further. And I respect the fuck out of it, Sean. Um. I wish yes. I was your dad so I could tell you how proud I was and it means something to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I forgot to call my dad. I better call him and be like, made a pasta sauce. And he'll be like, and? <laughs> Do you know who you need to tell? You need to tell my dad. My dad would love that shit. Oh, mate, I'll make well, it. I'll, put a, I'll, I'll get a bottle together for him next time. Oh, Terrence, if you're listening and we know you are, pop that. <laughs> um, yeah, so that distracted me. I was 
chipping away at that in the kitchen and watching the game on my laptop and just just hating what I see, but not surprised because for the last few weeks I've talked about all the same things and they just keep happening. This has been coming for, for weeks. I think in the last four weeks, Brisbane have won six quarters of football. Jesus Christ. And they, Jesus. And they haven't played against a team in the finals. You know, the best team they played is Richmond, who are sitting in like 11th. You know, we've we've lost to St Kilda and Richmond and Hawthorne, who are 17th, I think. Um, and in that same time frame, we were down by five goals against Gold Coast. So, and then you watch what they do in the last quarter, Brisbane. They kicked, I think, eight goals to one. And it, yeah. like at one point, it kind of looked like a half little sneaky chance they might just pull well, yeah, out a I miracle think it was- win. You were like 17 points down with like four and a half minutes to go. And it was like, yeah, doable, hard. Dan McStay was on fire. It's just laziness. Um, I think Brisbane have traveled heaps this year, uh, certainly far more than they did last year when they didn't leave their own bed. But they've (laughs) traveled wide this year has been like legitimately fucked, as it has been for a lot of teams. Um, Fuck, it's just they look so tired. Starsevich looks dead. Um, Harris Andrews looks injured. Lockie Neal looks injured. Joey Danaher doesn't look right. Charlie Cameron doesn't look right. I don't know. It's also mindset. Like, they're just not actually, um, I don't know. It's like they rolled in and just thought they were going to beat Hawthorne. It's like Hawthorne's got a legitimately good midfield. You've got to work yeah. harder than this. Work rate's think- fucked. It's, yeah. Players are tired. Our VFL team's not that fucking good. They're also not playing at the moment. I don't think they played on the weekend. So it's yeah. not like... You can just drop four players and bring in four fresh players. We don't really have many people to bring in. So Brisbane just have to desperately try and win this week. And then after that, we're going to get Marcus Adams and Darcy Gardner back. And just hope that at this point, to win the premiership, we're talking miracle stuff now. Like that's how badly they're playing. I don't want to go into the same shit again and again, but it is Birchall, it is Leicester. It's, It's lack of leg speed in the back half. It's lack of intent in the middle. It's a bit of everything. Hipwood's been a huge loss. It's fucking deflating, but they're definitely not they're not a top five team. No way. Jesus. Sixth is probably about right at the moment. I don't think they can is- drop lower than seventh. So I, th- I reckon they'll finish sixth and then it's just fucking good luck. Is there yeah. is there is there also an element that you were very unlucky to run into Hawthorne when they've just decided they're going to win for Clarko for the rest of the year just to fuck Jeff Canada? There's a big ass. Big element of that, but it's also if you've if you've watched Brisbane closely in the last month, the mindset is really fucked. Like Chris Fagan had to rip into them at quarter time, and he had to do that at halftime last week. Like you can't really do that. Every <laughs> There's only week. so many times in a row you can do it and get yep. the same result. Like it's just, and you saw in the last quarter where if Brisbane actually brought the effort and brought the efficiency, they're, they're heaps better than Hawthorne. But yeah. they were just lazy, and Hawthorne deserved the win, and credit to them. And I have a suspicion that this is a karma-related win, because <laughs> I have been, in the last week, doing a little bit of research, trying uh-huh. to find where my Luke Beveridge feud began. Yep. So I've gone back to How Good's Footy Season 1, and there was Jesus. one episode that grabbed my attention, because I looked at the little info thing, and it was like, oh, I think it was round 9, 2018. Yep. Yep. It was Brisbane's very first win on How Good's Footy. Because if you remember in 2018, we were terrible. We lost the first eight. We thought we were going to be flat, so we got our mate Damo from the Scaredy Boys podcast. It's a guest on the show. He's a Hawthorne supporter. Brisbane smashed Hawthorne. And I 
Fucking let him have it. You ambushed so the poor boy. I ambushed him. I was so excited to get a win that we were just cracking into Alistair Sookson. I was cracking oh. into oh, This is karma. It's so weird that a few days before we played Hawthorne again, I listened to that and was like, geez, I was a cunt to him. And this is what you get. It's yeah. actually on you. It's not yeah. the effort wasn't on the boys. It wasn't on anything. It's on yeah. you, Sean. It was like for one week of my life, I absorbed Tom's typical Geelong arrogance. Oh. There was a bit of Brisbane first win arrogance there. Oh, yeah. can I just say, I love that you've used that because in a message to me, you said, I can't believe after that, the Geelong arrogance <laughs> became a thing because Sean had been the most arrogant person on the well, podcast but, to but that point. the very next week, Brisbane were crap again. So, yeah. There you go. I feel like that um it was it was earned though, Sean, because we had eight weeks in a row of you losing. That's right. Yeah. If anyone wants to go back into the archives, that was also the episode where Tom ate an entire loaf of bread. He had to have toast in the studio. Oh had yeah, toast to go and beat Geelong. Yep. I don't think he finished the bag too. It was a week after no, you, Tom. He, yeah. He ate I reckon eight I ate, I reckon I ate eight pieces of toast yeah, and I don't think I shit for three days. <laughs> yeah. Just an update on the Bevo situation. If anyone else has been a legend and doing their research, I'd still love to know where it began. I've so far not struck any gold. I don't here's, know how it began. I know it's out there. Here's the thing. I've, I've got a theory, Sean, and you're not going to like it because we're not going to be able to find evidence. And my theory is, is what if your hatred didn't happen during the recording? Uh, what if no, we were talking recall, about Bevo? No, no. I recall that it did erupt in a, in an episode. I just can't find it. Okay. I I have a sneaking suspicion of what it is. Oh, what is it? I reckon it's his treatment of that player who was accused of giving away secrets about the team before the final. Yeah, but that was before we started doing the show. That was the year I before the f- 2016 grand final. Yeah, but I have a feeling like some new information about that came to light at some point. And on my read of the situation was that Bevo dogged that guy. And kind of drove his career into the ground by dogging him. And I, I, I think that could be that Michael could be Talia. It could be that. I don't know. I'll keep looking. I'll, I'll, I won't stop. All but right. I would love to stop. So if someone else wants to pick up the slack, please. <laughs> if someone else could do it for me, that would be so good. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, let's let's look at the next game. And boys. I am so tired of playing in historic games against Sydney where we lose. Like, yeah, I get it. And also, like, it's cool that my team is featured in what is considered the best game of the round. One of the best games of the year. Yeah. But I really wish we won. Imagine how much better it would have been if Fessenden got up. Yeah, look. It would have been pretty epic. I, yeah. I've got a, I've got a tinfoil hat moment for you, Joel. Yes, Tom. So you lost by seven two points. kicks. Two kicks. B- Buddy kicked two goals and should have oh, had a week off. That's right. It's a player who shouldn't have been out there kicked two goals. He doesn't kick those two goals, you win. That's a yeah, that's no, not bad. Joel, have you considered the prospect of you finishing eighth and Sydney remaining where they are in fifth? And you playing that them would again? Be, <laughs> yes, that is something I have considered and is fucking hectic because and this is on me. Some, a player that I have barely spoken about all year, and I forgot was out of the team, presumably out of sheer disrespect, because they have been so fucking good this year, and clearly very underrated, because I don't even fucking talk about them. Kyle Langford is a mad cunt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh hero. Like, yeah, I, I forgot, him. yeah, because he's been out, I think, for four weeks. And I just, like, when he was renamed again, I was like, oh, yeah, shit. Immediately a better side. 
Do you know, yep. every time I see him and the commentators call his name, it makes me think of the movie The Prestige. <laughs> and this is a weird cut, but it's just... Okay. There's a There's a trick in there, an underwater trick where someone, a character gets tied up and... Yeah. Christian Bale's character calls the knot the Langford double, and it just oh. it's stuck in my mind forever. So every time I say Langford get the ball, anytime the number four is charging forward, I'm thinking about the prestige. You think the Langford double? Yeah. But yeah, he, he kicked three goals, had 17 touches. That's triple. a Langford triple. <laughs> That's um, Like, Sydney are obviously a very, 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 very good side. And I'm going to talk about Essendon a bunch here, but I do not want to underrate Sydney at all. Their performance was fucked. They were so good. Essendon were in this game, but not because Sydney weren't on. It was just Essendon were so on to try and keep up with them. Because a lesser performance, we would have lost by fucking 40 points. Because Sydney are fucked good. They're so good. They're terrifying. Yeah. If you are any team in the top eight right now, any team in the top eight, fucking you better be taking like three shits a day just in preparation for finals. Get your body used to the feeling. I think they've beaten everyone in the top eight except for maybe maybe Melbourne, but they only just lost to Melbourne. Yeah. Like it, they beat yeah, us. That they was, beat we Brisbane. read that one. That was a pretty tight game. Yeah. They only just lost to Melbourne, and that was earlier in the year, and they were missing players at that point yeah. too. Mm. Uh, and then they beat the Bulldogs. They've beat Port Adelaide. They've They've got the runs on the board, and it's it's terrifying. Callum Mills comes back from having, you know, time off because he's in isolation because he got caught up in all that tier one drama yeah. at the rugby. Comes back in and is like, don't worry, guys. I haven't missed a fucking beat. I'm still incredibly good at football. He's a gun. Joel, you guys really cooked the interchange bench with like yeah. four or five minutes to go. That was fucked up. And we were very lucky that they actually let us have a decision that in theory shouldn't have been able to have. Was well, didn't the guy go off injured though? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, mm, yeah, but we'd used all our interchanges when ha- that happened. To, to yeah, but you can still the medi sub doesn't count as an interchange. Well, there was debate on the gr- like not like not commentary debate, but like debate on the ground whether or not that was okay. I didn't get a touch though, so yeah. you're I okay. I don't recall <clears throat> ever seeing a team run out of interchanges. I, I think it has happened before, but I've never seen it in like the context of a tight game. Four minutes to go, and you had, I think you had Shield and Tipper, and who, yep. who was the third one who was on the bench? It was Shield, Tipper, good. and Perkins. Yeah, Perkins, that's right. Yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, massive. Because Laverde had gone off with a shoulder. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think I've seen teams run out with like a minute and a half to go, but they've done their last rotation. So they've rested their guns, and then the guns have come back on. Yeah. yeah. But to Where look and we... see the look on Shield's <laughs> face, and he wanted to kill himself. Hmm. Yeah, Tipper also not looking the happiest. Um, Perkins was just happy to be there. <laughs> he was like, shit, I love playing for this team. Yeah. Oh, it sucks I can't get back on the ground, but uh, what a year I've had. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, Merritt fucking tore it up as well. Like, Mills had a huge game, but, like, Merritt had an equally huge game. Merritt uh, kicked two goals, which is something he doesn't often do. Yeah, yeah. Parrish again. Fucking racking up huge amounts of disposals. Joel, your best and fairest is going to be fucking juicy. Yep. Oh, big time. Who wins that? Probably Merritt, but could be Parrish. Parrish had, has had big games where Merritt's been quiet and vice versa. Ridley has been so good every week. 
And he won last year, didn't he? Yeah. He won last year. Kyle Langford, the only thing stopping him from being in the top the four injury. might be the fact he missed a month. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. With best and fairest, if you miss that many games, you're, you're probably done. not well, going to. It depends on the system because I know Geelong do a system where they take your best 16 games. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, that's... I think to make it f- fairer so that if you're... When you've got a team full of old cunts where everyone misses at least two weeks due to injury, it makes sense. Yeah. Also, Geelong for years had that system of like getting the early wins on the board and then managing players. Yes. So, yeah, they probably do need, in fairness, they need a system like that because they're tapping their players on the shoulder and saying, you're not playing this week. Yeah. You're, we're managing like, you. Yeah. And then a lot of like mid-tier players will end up winning best and fairest because they're playing every week. Yeah. That's um, a cool system. Heppel and Shield also had great games. Heppel has been... I know there's been like... like Again, we spoke about him a lot at the start of the season, but... He has really just, like, in his halfback position, been a very, very good captain this season. Yeah, yeah he's 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 been... I think one of the things is he was always good at halfback, but he's had to play on the ball in years because of injuries yeah. and all sorts of other stuff. His best position is where he is. He's yeah. a great sweeper. He's a quarterback. Yeah, 100%. It's the Jack Zebel effect as well for, for North. Like, yeah. these players who have put in the hard yards for a lot of years who are now being put in this kind of like sweeper position role. Um, Isaac Smith's doing a similar thing for us at the moment. Daniel Rich. It's Daniel Rich. It's it's a good kind of... Um, uh, who's the guy I'm thinking of? And my brain has just gone completely blank. Um, another player who's just trying to... What team? Um, He's got nothing. He's making it up. He's drowning. Good content. I'm dying. I'm. Do di- you know what, boys? Just shoot me in the head. Keep All going. Right, deal. Um, but yeah, Essendon played really well. But yeah, lost by seven points in the end. But it was a fucking. You know how I said I would die to kick as straight as some of the teams have been kicking uh, recently. Essendon fucking kicked sixteen goals six. Sean, what the fuck? And you died. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to know a stat that is insanely upsetting? Yes. Uh, Essendon have now scored over 100 points in three games that they have lost. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Next year, they need to tighten up the back line. Yeah. I think yeah. they will. Yeah, 16-6 plays 17-7. So fans of both teams, you can't be upset with that. That last quarter where it was just like, goal, 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 goal. Like, it was just, it was fucked. And all Brilliant. of the goals, all of the goals were massive. Like, there was no, like, oh, here's a regulation. It was like, here's Jake Stringer getting a holding the ball free kick and then kicking it from 60. Yes. Like, just... And then Errol Gordon's like, don't worry, I'll kick it on my wrong foot. I've got this. Fucked. It's just good. Good matchup. Bring on week one of the finals. Well, now, to make finals, Essendon have to jump over (laughs) literally the biggest wall of all first place next week. Yeah. How many have you won? Eight. Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah, okay. And there's three to go. You're going to need 11. Yeah. Assuming Frio slip up at some point. West Coast West Coast fucking up opens the door a bit more too. Uh, not for, for Essendon though? That, well, no, I just think for, for anyone else though. So, I Actually, no, I think it opens the door for Essendon. If Essendon were to win all three and West Coast lose all three. Yeah, which well, West, Coast West Coast have Melbourne next week. Then yep. they have Frio. Then, yep. they, have then they have Brisbane. West Coast needed to consolidate that win. If they win one against Collingwood, they bought themselves some buffer and they just their percentage took a massive hit. Joel, 
if they lose all three, you only have to win two. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Jesus. I don't... Imagine I, if it comes down to you beating Collingwood in the final round. The only the only thing that'll hurt you is Frio beating West Coast means that they are cementing themselves in the top eight. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because then if we're the team that jumps over West... Oh, of course. Yeah, because then they might go seventh and you'll go eighth. You're behind GWS though, aren't you? Yeah. GWS's run is uh, Geelong, uh, Richmond, and then Carlton. They really only have to win probably one. Because they've got the draw. They need to win one. Yeah, this is... We're mathematically possible, but... You keep talking. I'm going to do some some predictor. If we beat Western Bulldogs, we will make finals. Uh, No, you still have to then go on and... Win, yeah. Yeah. Fuck, if we beat Western Bulldogs and then lose to fucking Collingwood, I might kill myself. I'm putting this in the episode on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, just keep winning. Yeah. And it looks like your reward... Your reward would be Sydney first week of the finals. Yeah, but fuck, if we've beaten Western... We've lost to Sydney by seven points, then we roll into finals beating Western Bulldogs, fucking beating, uh, what, Gold Coast? And then beating Collingwood, it's 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 all fucked. Yeah, the but the race for seventh and eighth is still fucked. All right, um, and this added to the chaos because Frio, with no players, beat Richmond by four points. Love Huge game, great jumper, big win. That's big why they won. Win. That's why they won. They had the OG jumper. The other reason they won is Andrew Brayshaw just decided I'm going to be the next captain. Give it to me now. Yeah. I'm going to make a big call here. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is the best jumper in the AFL. Jesus it's huge. Christ. Yep. They should fuck off their one they've currently got and go with that one. Don't be afraid to have a jumper that has a green in it. I think it's great. I think it's the best thing in the AFL. They should wear it every fucking week. They could because it wouldn't clash with anyone, would it? I wouldn't think so, no. Not wear that green. fucking thing every week. Makes them look stronger too, because the way the anchor is makes their pecs look massive. Oh, big time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, like a heroic win by Freo, because it came from behind in the last quarter. Yeah, massive. Massive. And Richmond threw yeah. everything at them in the last few minutes too. Having that crowd helps. Yep. And then finally, to round out this round, uh, Port Adelaide just did everyone a favor and beat GWS, just to make the finals race a little bit more juicy. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Big Dick, for kicking four. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Ken Hinckley, you fuckhead. <laughs> Port losing would have helped me, but I'm, I'm happy would. for the rest of the comp. Well done. <laughs> um, should we take a look at next week? We should. We should. And Gil has thankfully finalized next week, which is good. So, Friday night, Geelong take on GWS at GMHBA. Geelong. 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 Tom, I swear to fucking God, if you lose this game, I will be blaming you directly. Yep. Do it for first okay. place, Tom. Yep. Because there's a result later in the week that means that if you win this, you'll be we go to top first. of the ladder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, uh, Carlton take on Gold Coast. Carlton should win that pretty Carlton. comfortably. Then we have Richmond take on North Melbourne. Uh, North. 
Shin bonus spirit. Here yeah. we fucking go. I'm going north. I think Richmond will win solely because they are still desperate to play finals, even though they are dog shit. They've been desperate every week. I think they've lost six of their last seven games. Um, North Melbourne, full of belief, full of full of power. They're, they're going to win for Benny Cunnington, who is obviously not playing at the moment. Uh, I just wanted to clarify, we were talking about him last week. Um, we still think he's been cunt, the biggest, punchiest cunt in the world, but we do respect and love him and we wish him all the best. Oh, yeah. Oh, mate, cunt on the field. Absolutely. Great bloke. Sweetheart. Hey, yeah, he's, got he's big... the cunt of our hearts. Hmm. <laughs> he's got big sweetheart, sweetheart off the field vibes. I reckon if I was loading groceries into my car, but I was struggling because I was holding too many bags and trying to keep the boot open, he'd come over and hold open my boot. So many players at North Melbourne feel like they would do that. Yeah. yeah. Like, I look at that list and I'm like, oh, so many of them would help you. Kyle Hooker? Well, probably wouldn't. Yeah. Kyle They're my Hooker second absolutely team. would. He'd put you in the boot and close it. No, that's Jake Stringer's move. <laughs> no, Jake Stringer would take your car. <laughs> Classic Jakey. He'd deserve it. Then we have Adelaide take on Port Adelaide. Showdown, baby. Um, Port should win this pretty comfortably. Port. Port. Next game. Uh, St. Kilda take on Sydney. 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 Why did I why did I hesitate for time? That's Sydney also. Then on Sunday we have Hawthorne take on Collingwood. Or in Tasmania. Hawthorne. Hawthorne. Oh. The Hortress. Ah, <laughs> uh, Hawthorne. Collingwood might be gassed after the demolition yeah, I, job. I also think Clarko is going to be putting his best foot forward so that he can coach somewhere Another team, soon. Yeah, yeah. All right, Hawthorne for me too. Uh, then we have Western Bulldogs take on Essendon, and I'm scared because Western Bulldogs love to tear us up. They fucking love it, but I believe Essendon. Do you know what, Joel? See you in the finals, boys. So do I. I'm on top spot. Bulldogs, yeah, doggies, fair. are going to lose <laughs> to the Bombers. The dream is alive. I Yeah, fucking hell. I don't know if, like, obviously I want to make finals. But if Western Bulldogs, sorry, if Essendon beat Western Bulldogs this weekend, I don't know if that's actually, like, I obviously I want my team to win. But I'm just thinking about, like, from where I'm st- sitting now versus how I'll be in a week if Essendon beat Western Bulldogs. I don't know if that's going to be good for my health. Just embrace it, mate. Uh, then we have oh, Frio take on Brisbane at Optus Stadium. This is big. Brisbane. I believe in Brisbane, but this is big. Hmm. You better hope, Sean, they are wearing their old jumper. Because if it's the green one, watch out. Hopefully Brisbane. last quarter, Brisbane rolling, roll in and not uh, the first three quarters, Brisbane. Yeah. Well, Lee Matthews always had a theory that you start your next game the way you finish your last one. So... There you go. Eight goals. And then Monday. Bit of a Monday night special. West uh, West Coast take on Melbourne. 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 I'm excited to not talk about that game because we'll be recording the episode. Expect a better West Coast, I think. But not better enough. They just have to. They have to be. Yeah, a big time. All right. And Tom, before we get to the emails today, the AFLW draft has also happened. Huge. Uh, the the weird thing about the draft this year is it got it so normally the VFL season ends and then the draft happens, but because of the COVID outbreaks, the VFL season was paused. The draft happened, and there were players who were drafted who were playing against the teams they had just been drafted to in prelim prelim finals um, in the Geelong <laughs> game specifically. Uh, 
that happened. Am I going first? Yes, Tom. You're already talking. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Geelong had a very good draft hand. We obviously had um, the number one Victorian pick after we put in a huge effort of winning one game for the season. Um, and surprising no one, we picked up Prasparkas 2. Um, oh. Matty, who plays for the – well, has been playing for the Bombers of FLW side but was always touted to go to Geelong with that first pick. Um, she's going to be great. I'm just imagining her with her curly hair and Nina Morrison with her curly hair, both former like top picks, playing on the ball together. It's going to be fucking good. Um, we went a bit left to field with our next pick, which uh, we went for the Jared Berry humor cluggage approach, Sean. So we took uh, Zali Friswell, who played for the same side as Maddie Prasprakis. Obviously, get the two teammates in. Get them playing together, get them working together, get them under, you know, they understand the game. Maybe they're more likely to, you know, stick together and, and stay together in their team. I hope it works. Yep. The best thing about her was every post, every interview I've seen with Zali about being picked, um, she has been the most excited person in the world. Because uh, I don't think she expected to go that high. She went pick seven and people were sort of not expecting that. So, that's exciting. Um, Gabby Featherston was our next pick, pick nine. She's going to be an absolute beast. Um, and Annabelle Johnson was our last pick who already plays for our VFLW side. So we've elevated, I think, three players from our VFLW side into um, our AFLW side, which is exciting. Good things for the future. Best thing about... Um, I've been calling her Maddie. I meant Georgie. Maddie's the older sister. Maddie's a Carlton <laughs> Prasparkas. <laughs> Georgie Prasparkas. Best thing about her, plays yep. in long sleeves. Oh, and look, I don't want to detract. That has literally just reminded me of one scary thing uh, with Clarko floating around in the AFLM is that a team that loves long sleeves would hate to get him as coach, which is probably why Carlton's playing so good this week. (laughs) They love long sleeves. (laughs) They'll be shitting themselves. It's such a dumb rule. What a fuckhead. Chad Wingard (laughs) is so excited for that rule to go away so he can finally wear long sleeves again. (laughs) I uh, hope. Pres- I hope next season the entire Hawks team wears long sleeves in round round one. Just to try it out. <laughs> That'd be good. Um, Brisbane picked up five players. We didn't have. We didn't really have any early picks. So, uh, I think our first pick was pick eighteen. That's um, what happens when you win the grand final, mate. Yeah, that's that's what happens, mate. Uh, the list is already rock solid, so they just peppered in a few little things. So we picked up five players. Three of them were from the academy. Yeah. So um, they're already cl- sort of closely. Linked to the club, they brought them in. Um, uh, our first one was Maggie Harmer, who's a defender. I wonder if I don't know too much about it, but I wonder if the idea is to develop her into sort of taking over the Zilgi role eventually. I know they've got a few other players in mind already for the upcoming season, but maybe she'll get to that sort of role eventually. Um, yeah, we grabbed a defender, a midfielder. We grabbed uh, medium forwards. They didn't really get any key position players. Um, they also grabbed a couple of, um, I think they grabbed two girls who are ex-soccer players or something like that, who have sort of switched over to footy now and their skills are like on the fast track apparently. Um, and I think Brisbane's pretty good developing the skill set because all of O'Dwyer hadn't picked up a footy when she joined and look at her now. She'll be the All-Australian captain next year. Fucking huge. Yeah. That's a huge Huge. call, but I, uh, I believe also all of our girls are all from Queensland. Um, which that's good. I, I I like it. I think there's no go home factor, 
but it's also just because we're still in the early stages of the comp. You're not going to... Yeah. Like, sometimes I think there's no point Brisbane having, like, the first draft pick because they're really... Realistically, they're probably going to pick a Queenslander anyway. So, well, unless there's a Queenslander to, in the they? frame for that. Uh, I don't necessarily think they have to, but it would just have to be like a... You know, if they were to pick a Melbourne-based player, they would I have think to be players- like, uh, are you willing to move? Don't you nominate the zone you want to be drafted in? Like you can oh, say that anyone, or you can yeah. say like that's how we were able to get Prasparkas ahead of the that Suns. Makes, yeah, so I haven't looked into that. That makes heaps of sense because Although, yeah, just logistically you can't really do it at the moment for many many factors. But yeah, the, the number one pick, Robottom, is from Victoria and said, "No, nah, I'm going to nominate to play in Queensland." Oh, that's great! So yeah. I can go to Gold Coast. Yeah, she went to the Suns. Yeah, yep. Yeah, pretty happy with that. Uh, other AFLW news is that Nick Del Santo got the St Kilda job as well, which is fucking horseshit. Yes, mm. he's not coached anyone uh, I think, at all. Isn't he the coach of the, uh, an academy program men's. or something like that? Um, he's like a development scout for the men's program. Oh, he's okay. got I read no that wrong. I thought it was a development for the women's game. There not are players. All. There are players at fucking St Kilda's AFLW side that could be promoted into that role. It's just, it's so fucking stupid. It just, look, I'm happy to be wrong, but also it 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 reeks of we're going to give Del Santo the women's side so he can eventually coach for the men. It's annoying. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I guess if the if you look at any silver lining, it's a, he'll bring perhaps a bit more um, a bit more media attention to it, I guess. Yeah. Because well, he's very heavily involved in Fox footy. Yeah. So maybe you'll get a few more. You'll get more people talking about the St Kilda team and about AFLW yeah. possibly. But it shouldn't have to be nah. that factor. It is a bit frustrating. I mean, if uh, you're going to hire him, no experience, just hire me. Yeah, exactly. You'll you don't even fucking- have to pay me. <laughs> pay you an exposure. I'll pay you. <laughs> Fifty <laughs> bucks in the a program, Dell. Yes. Yeah. Um. So just um. So the draft is exciting, and I really don't want to take anything away from that. But uh, I disappeared briefly there because I just noticed that there was been an injury update for the Essendon Bombers. Oh, no. Uh, Kyle Langford has strained his hamstring again and is expected to miss the next three weeks. While Heppel broke his thumb. Both of them played on during Sydney's game uh, and will miss weeks. Oh, man. Uh, gonna, when you said Langford, I was like, three weeks? That's okay. Back for finals. Heppel as well. Fuck, mate. Although Heppel apparently... Is only expected to miss a week, even though he broke his thumb. Because he's a hero. Uh, God, everyone's falling apart. Can't believe Richmond are going to finish eighth. <laughs> Fuck. I think it's smashed by Sydney. <laughs> well, that'll be all right. Oh. Nah, Sydney going to finish top four. It'll be Port Adelaide in fifth, I reckon. Yeah, fuck. That Jesus is Christ. really taking the wind um, out of my sails. Has there been, well, we've talked about this before, but is there any update on when Essendon's getting an AFLW team? I think it must they've be twenty twenty three. They put a thing in, yeah. They, they put, put, in put like the bid in, yeah, for, to be part of the next batch. Because um, yeah. our VFLW team was absolutely fucking tearing it up. Mm. Well, you made the prelim, uh, yeah. No, I know. And we had a How Good's Footy VFLW Cup. Yeah, I, I didn't um, want to talk about it because you smashed us, but that's okay. That's <laughs> all right. We are now playing Collingwood, so the war on Collingwood continues, even in the VFLW. And fuck, I hope it continues. Did um, Haw- I assume Hawthorne put a bid in? Yep, as well. Yep. I think yeah. everyone did. You, Sydney- you would think Beck Goddard would almost definitely be the coach of the AFLW team. I assume that's part of the reason she stayed at the Hawks. Yeah, to basically then, and that's a that's a good strategy for yeah, Hawthorne. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, good on them. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, Joel. Tom. Do we have any emails? Tom, we've got a few. So let's get into it. So do we want to start with uh, a pro-Richmond email or an anti-Richmond email? Never a pro-Richmond email, so don't even include that one. Uh, so, this is from Cameron. Dear footy connoisseurs, it's been a while. The retro round jersey has saved the Fremantle Football Club while simul- simultaneously dismantling the pack of dogs that are the Richmond Tigers. I have not been happier watching a game of football this year, regardless of the actual quality of the game. Freer fought so hard and have battled with injury all year, so to destroy Richmond's finals chances with an upset win was all the more sweeter. Fremantle's midfield is elite, and he's only going to get better when David Mundy signs the six-year contract extension. He will no doubt, (laughs) which will be no doubt put in front of him in the coming weeks. Seriously, the man is putting this club on his back and showing everyone how it's done and that age is just a number. Also, Andy Brayshaw is the single most sexy man in the AFL, and Roxy Anchor Jersey, as good as that hunk Mundy does. 39 touches and 12 tackles in his best game for the club. Also, I've, I've got to say, oh, sorry, sorry. No, I'll let no, Cameron right. finish. Okay. Frio have beaten Richmond and Collingwood this year, automatically making them the good guys of the AFL, doing everything in their power to eliminate scum and villainy. That's good. Yeah, it's good. I, um, I will say this, though. Cameron, you're wrong. The sexiest player in the AFL is also at your club, and his name is Alex Pierce, <laughs> but only when he's wearing a retro round jumper in that yep. one photo shoot with his beautiful hair. What a beautiful man. Uh, so Cameron just signs off. Cheers, boys. Keep up the great work. Love the pods, especially Scaredy Boys. New episodes every Friday. Fuck Trent Cochin. <laughs> Sincerely, Cameron. Thanks, Cameron. Uh, that's great. And this is from a Richmond fan. <clears throat> uh, this is from Pat. Good evening, boys. As a Richmond fan, and this is the pro-Richmond email. Just Hang on a minute. I thought we said we weren't going to read this one. No, 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 Tom. It's all right. 
I've got the emails, I'll read them, and I feel bad for Richmond, so I'm going to give him a bit of airtime. As a Richmond fan, that was one of the most atrocious halves of football I've ever seen. I don't think you or anyone else should talk about it, and I hope someone cuts out my eyes so I don't have to watch that second half and bludgeons my ears so I can't hear that cunt Eddie Maguire. Hope you're not putting yourself through that nightmare, Pat. That wasn't very pro-Richmond. Well, it's for a Richmond supporter. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, and look, we don't usually give this team a lot of positive airtime, but Ryan has stuck through the, the, uh, this show through thick and thin, regardless of how we've spoken about his boys, Carlton. So I figure I'll just read his email out and maybe this positivity will just, you know, get everyone into the next week, especially after, uh, my injury list has made me want to throw myself out of my window. This is the subject. Carlton have kicked 18-4, and I do not recognize this feeling. But fuck me, it's pretty good. (laughs) Please send some breathing gear into orbit, because I was not prepared for space this weekend. (laughs) Cheers. (laughs) Nah, that's good. Yeah, no, Um, it is good. Carlton have copped a lot of shit this year, and they have been shit most of the year. Yeah. Is that Ryan Thompson? Yes. Joel? Yeah, I'm playing Ryan this week in fantasy. Um, and he's on fire at the moment Jesus Christ well he's going to be powered by this win hopefully the oxygen deprivation that he got by coming himself into space will play into your favour hopefully fuck Um, before I before I get to the email address I want to give you a how good's footy story that'll buoy you from not killing yourself Mm. it isn't footy related it's Uh high jump related uh huh Tom Um, I know you love the Olympics I'm going to give you the next 60 seconds you have 60 seconds to talk about the Olympics, all right? Okay. Now. Done. All right. I'm going. This Fuck. 60 seconds. All right. How many seconds have I wasted? You've wasted five. Um, so, high jump final. Men's high jump final was being played out the other night. Uh, mm-hmm. The Qatar uh, jumper was leading. There was an Italian jumper who was coming back from a serious leg injury. I think a broken leg. He had his cast mm-hmm. at the track with him that said mm-hmm. Tokyo 2020. Mm-hmm. And he crossed out 2020, written 2021. Mm-hmm. They both tied at the end of... Of the of the final, and normally what you could do is you could have a jump off. So they both keep seconds. jumping until one of them can no longer clear the heights. But these two are best friends. They train together. The Qatari athlete got the Italian guy through his injury and told him to come back to the sport, and they agreed to share the gold medal because friendship is forever. That's great, Tom. You've got 15 seconds. What else has happened? I love Emma McKeon. She uh, broke Thorpey's record for the most gold medals ever and Liesl Jones' record. She's won no, most medals ever. She's won 11. She won... Five, uh, four gold medals and three bronze medals at this Olympics alone. She is a Tom, fucking I'll have god. To stop you there. I'm sorry. I got um, it done. I got it done. Yeah. If I can just add one more thing to that, it's the dressage should not be an Olympic sport. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you want to let us know about how the Matildas go tonight, uh, you can send us an email howgoodsfooty at gmail.com uh, or find us on Twitter at howgoodsfooty or individually. Uh, I'm at Oakwood Trade. I'm at Carney from 55. And don't tweet me this week. Uh, Show some respect for the dead. I am hurting. Onwards and upwards, boys. Onwards and upwards. Shut up, cunt. No, no, no. (laughs) 